you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. G Suite by Google Cloud is a sweet cloud-based productivity tool that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. You can make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of multiple versions. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. To find out more, visit gsuite.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Buck here, a little Move the Sticks action. Buck, how you doing, Buck? Man, I am good. I am great. We have a nice slate of games coming up this weekend. Kicking off tonight. A little Thursday night action with the Giants and the Eagles. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to the pod today because we've got a friend of the show going to join us, the voice of Monday Night Football, Joe Tessitore, going to stop by. Going to talk a little football, a little college, a little NFL, and maybe a little boxing as well there, Buck, with our buddy Tess. Hey, man, he and Booger and Jason Witt and Lisa Salters, they do a great job on Monday Night Football. It has been a nice change uh, the way they go about their business on the biggest platform in football. Oh, let's uh, let's not waste any time here. We're going to go through these NFL games, what we're looking for with those, and then jump over to our uh, college picks as well as uh, mix in our chat here with Tess. Let's uh, let's jump things off here with this NFL slate. You ready to roll? Yeah, let's do it. Buccaneers at Falcons. Buck, I'll start with the with the Buccaneers here, and this is a team. Look, you got to get right in the passing game, and this is the week to do it. When you look at the way the Atlanta Falcons are beat up, um, I would expect the football to be flying. I know the Bucks trying to find some run game. I don't think that happens in this one. I think the ball is going to be up early and often against Atlanta. That means you are leaning on Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is going to throw the ball all over the yard. But here's the thing. This could be a game that looks like the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets because we can talk about the Atlanta Falcons that they can't stop anybody. We know the Buccaneers can't stop anybody. This may <laughs> be a game where both teams go over 40 points. I like the Atlanta Falcons offense. I kind of like the Falcons in this one. I think if they just get a stop, that might be enough for them to win. Panthers at Redskins. <laughs> Yeah, this is a Panthers team. Man, you don't you don't have a bigger win than the one that they just had this past week, Buck. There's uh, a lot of emotion coming out of that one. 
Uh, in this game, to me, I just I, I look at the Washington Redskins. And I just don't know if there's enough firepower. I think if you're the if you're the Carolina Panthers, you can jump on them a little bit early here. Put the Redskins in chase mode. You're going to be in great shape. So to me, this comes down to the Panthers being able to jump out and get on them early. Hey, I think it comes down to two players for the Washington Redskins. Josh Norman was benched the second half of the New Orleans Saints game. There are a lot of conversation about, look, does he love being a celebrity or does he really want to be a football player? Is he a match in this scheme? Let's see if the old Josh Norman shows up in a game against his old team. And Alex Smith had a horrendous performance on Monday night. He's played pretty good otherwise. Let's see if Alex Smith can get back on track against what is a very, very tough defense in Carolina. Seahawks at Raiders. Seahawks, Raiders, look, the Seattle Seahawks, Buck, they, they, all that talk about John Gruden going back to, uh, to 90s football, it's been the Seahawks that are going back to 90s football, trying to run the rock. They've done it very well over the last couple weeks. Uh, going up against a Raiders defense, haven't seen them up close and personal last week, Buck, there's just no speed uh, on that defense. So, uh, to me, this will be interesting to see what the Seahawks can do. To me, it's about run, 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 take shots against that Raiders secondary. Yeah, that's the formula and the recipe for the Seattle Seahawks. they got to be able to run the football. If they run it more than 50% of the time, it really increases their chances of being able to win. For the Oakland Raiders, it is all about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, you're on notice. If you're going to be the starting quarterback in 2019 and beyond, you need to start playing better. John Gruden has an itchy trigger finger. If Derek Carr doesn't start playing well starting this week, just know another quarterback will be in place in Oakland 2019. Colts at Jets. Colts had a tough one last week. They were so shorthanded against the Patriots, but they still didn't find a way to get a pass rush going. And when you look at this Jets team with a rookie quarterback, to me, the Colts have got to find their pass rush and get after Sam Darnold. When Sam Darnold had a clean pocket last week, you saw what he could do taking shots down the field. This is about that Colts front being able to generate some pressure. Yes, yeah, about their ability to be able to generate pressure, but before they can generate pressure, they got to stop the run. If I'm the New York Jets, I'm following the recipe that worked last week very, very well. Ground and pound, set it up for Sam Donald. If they're able to run the football the way they ran against the Denver Broncos, they should have little problem dealing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets have to be committed to running the football. Cardinals at Vikings. Well, I'm excited to see a little bit more of Josh Rosen here, see how he continues to grow. Wasn't the cleanest game last week, really. Just had the one big play to start it off, the long touchdown to Christian Kirk. Uh, Let's see his advancement. I'm looking to see how he continues to progress. David Johnson, getting him to that 20, 25 touch mark will be key to help uh, protect Josh Rosen. But I want to see Josh Rosen take that next step in this one. Hey, I like Josh Rosen. I like the way the Cardinals are trying to advance their offense with a young guy in place. But I think it's going to be tough for them to play a shootout against the Minnesota Vikings. The one thing that I'm absolutely convinced of, Kirk Cousins made the right decision going to Minnesota. I believe prior to this season that the best one-two punch at wide receiver in football, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, you drop Kirk Cousins in there. Without a running game, the Minnesota Vikings have been able to light it up. Kirk Cousins has weapons at his disposal, and we're seeing how good he can be with the right people around him. Steelers at Bengals. Uh, This is a huge game in the AFC North, and when I look at the Steelers coming off last week, putting up a bunch of points against the Falcons. But to me, James Conner getting back rolling again. That running game had kind of stalled. They got that cranked up last week. Can they duplicate that against the Bengals and remain balanced? To me, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be tough because this offense is, is explosive. 
James Conner, A.B., Juju Smith-Schuster, all those guys can make it happen. The Cincinnati Bengals' defense really brought them back in that game against Miami. Their ability to rush the passer, Geno Atkins on the inside, Michael Johnson and those guys coming off the edge, Carlos Dunlap. That defense is playing well, and the name to keep an eye on is Sam Hubbard, one of my pre-draft crushes. He's that was your guy. He's a contributor for the Bengals. That defense is lights out. Bills at Texans. Yeah, Bills, Texans, Buck. To me, you look at the at the Bills and this team with Josh Allen, I don't know how they've found a way to a couple wins because they just don't have a lot to work with offensively. But Josh Allen running around, making just enough plays. I think that continues. A lot of times you say with a young quarterback, let's protect him. Not with Josh Allen. You've got to unleash him. Let him run the football. Give him some carries. He's built to take it. You know, for the Buffalo Bills, uh, they win games when the other team beats themselves, meaning penalties, turnovers, uh, putting themselves in negative situations where their defense can tee off. That's what the Bills do best. If I'm the Houston Texans, it is just about playing a clean football game. Deshaun Watson, don't give the ball over. Try and find some semblance of running game to have a little balance. Don't let number four get beat up in the pocket. If they do that, the Houston Texans should be able to get past a pesky Buffalo Bills team. Chargers at Browns. I'll be out there for this one, Buck. And to me, Chargers, Browns, the matchup I'm looking forward to watching is how is this Chargers interior going to hold up against maybe the most underrated player in the NFL? When, when you study this Cleveland Browns defense and Denzel Ward's playing lights out, he's doing his thing. Miles Garrett is great. Larry Oak and Joby. Might be the most down-in, down-out dominant player in that front who you've got to worry about who gets a lot of penetration. So him working against the interior of the Chargers will be big. Dan Feeney's giving up some pressures, uh, so he'll have his hands full there. Might need to get a little bit of help there from the center and Pouncey, who's playing at a really high level. Hey, you can't talk about the Browns without talking about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has been better than anticipated, in my estimation. Look, I thought he would get on the field and he would play, but he has energized this offense. The numbers don't always reflect it, but the one thing that the Browns' offense has since he's been in there, they have the sauce. They got the energy. He's finding a way to get the ball to the playmakers, and there are enough playmakers on that team where they can score points. This will be a tough matchup for the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> Bears at Dolphins. Yeah, Bears, Dolphins, Buck, and, and look, this, this Dolphins offensive line's had some injuries, and this Bears defensive front can absolutely get after you. So, to me, the eyes go right to the trenches in this matchup. And for me, when I look at the Miami Dolphins, I have one question. Who are you? What's your identity? <laughs> what are you built on? Is it the offense? Is it the defense? I don't know, but they need to find an identity because – they can't continue to win games the way that they're just kind of winning them, half offense, half defense. At some point, one of the units has to step up. It has to happen this week because they're in jeopardy of falling out of this race. Rams at Broncos. I could go a couple different directions on this one, but to me, again, I like to keep this theme alive, kind of underrated players. You look at the right tackle, Rob Havenstein, for the uh, – uh, Havenstein for the, the Rams, Buck. He's one of the better right tackles in the NFL, and he's going to face probably the premier uh, edge rusher coming off that side in Von Miller. So that will be a fun matchup to keep an eye, kind of a matchup inside the game there in this one. This is a tricky game, though, for the Rams, too. I, I would just caution it's they, they spent a lot of emotional energy against the Seattle Seahawks. Now going to play the Denver Broncos is not an easy place to go play, Buck. I would just be a little bit careful with this Broncos team. Yeah, they need to be careful, but what I know about the Broncos' defense – Nothing. I know they can't stop the run, and I know they're giving up too many big plays. And I know against a Rams offense that can score points at will from anywhere on the field, that's not a recipe for success. Bradley Roby 
has to step up because he got benched, didn't play well last week, and then you had problems with the run. Denver's defense has to step up. We always talk about their offense faltering. Their defense has not been what we thought it would be. Oh, and he's not hot. Ravens at Titans. This game might be 6-3 to three, uh, when we look at these two defenses going up against these offenses. Look, the Ravens, they've got to find a way to finish drives. Couldn't do that against the Cleveland Browns. Move the ball pretty good, but they've got to find a way to cash that in uh, once they get their opportunities. Uh, that, to me, will be key in this one, Buck. You know, Tennessee Titans are coming off a dud performance, so I'm going to say Marcus Mariota has to play at a high level, meaning I don't know if he has to necessarily throw for 300 yards, but he has to make plays, meaning timely plays with his arm, with his feet. He has to be the difference maker. He's their franchise quarterback. The Titans need him to play like this in a game that – it's going to be hard to find points. Jaguars at Cowboys. Everybody's banging on Blake Bortles for the four interceptions last week. Did not play well. Don't question that whatsoever. But their tackle play was not good. Uh, with Cam Robinson being gone for the season, Buck, that's a huge injury. And it showed up against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Dallas Cowboys can bring some edge pressure. So, to me, this is going to be a big challenge. Those tackles have got to help Blake Bortles out in this one. They've got to play better than they did against Kansas City. Yeah, they have to play better, and he has to play better. Blake Bortles has to be a guy that can't give the game away to the opposition. You can say the same thing for the Dallas Cowboys when you look at their offense. Dak Prescott, the wide receivers, they have really been taking a lot of heat. But when you really look at the Cowboys' offensive problems, it's the offensive line. That offensive line is not playing like we expect him to play. Tyron Smith is a shell of himself, and Connor Williams is struggling on the inside. The offensive line has to play better because this is a team that is driven by the run game and their ability to control the trenches. They're not doing it. That's why they're losing games. Chiefs at Patriots. Well, this is the big game of the week. I cannot wait to watch this one. We've seen Andy Reid go into Foxborough. We saw it first game of the season last year, and they jumped all over the Patriots. Now, can they duplicate that? I do believe that Bill Belichick is going to play kind of an umbrella defense. They're going to keep the ball in front of him, try and limit the big plays. So, to me, the patience is going to be key for Pat Mahomes. Don't turn the ball over. I know it's an explosive offense, but take what's there uh, and then be able to finish drives once you get down there. I, I don't see the Patriots allowing a bunch of big plays in this one. Uh, I think the best offense I think the Patriots best defense is going to be their offense look for them to play keep away from the Kansas City Chiefs that means they're split spread and shred at times when they want to get the ball out but this is about the power running game you've brought it up a couple times Sony Michelle playing in 21 packages being able to run the football if he gets 20 to 25 carries that's the recipe for success for the New England Patriots against the Chiefs <laughs> 49ers at Packers all right Buck the 49ers Going to the Packers, and this is a game, man, before the season started, you're thinking Jimmy Garoppolo going up against Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be exciting, unfortunately. So many injuries for this 49ers team. But they do have a fighter's chance in this one, and to me it comes down to their front. Can they generate some pressure on Aaron Rodgers and get after him? DeForest Buckner, even though it's, it's not a good football team, he is a great player, Bucks. So I'll have my eyes on him. Hey, this is a game to get right for the Green Bay Packers. You talked about C.J. Beathard in the offense. They're not going to be able to score a lot of points, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And so for the Green Bay Packers, this is an opportunity for you to rediscover the rhythm to get your offense going for the last part of the season. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, he is a guy that kind of plays better when he's off the script, not on script. So you got to figure out a way, how much structure, how little structure, but they have to find a way to discover their identity on offense. It has been all about number 12 we got to get number 12 right. If they do that, the Green Bay Packers should have success. And, Buck, I've got some exciting news for you because oh, 
Yeah, that's correct. We've got somebody on the line who will be at that 49ers and Packers game. All right, Buck, excited to have our friend and the voice of Monday Night Football, Joe Testor, joining us now. And, and Tess, i got to start off, man. You guys are on a heck of a run right now with this group. Coming off of the last couple weeks, we had a left-handed Mahomes pass and all the excitement with that game. And then you took it up to another level with Drew Brees uh, breaking the record this past week. How fun has that been? It's been a lot of fun. Uh, You know, the Mahomes mania thing, I think we just caught that at the right time, and then we had a very exciting game, and then you do it in mile high on Monday Night Football. As you guys know, that place is always rocking. It's like a tidal wave of sound when you do Monday Night Football there. The left-handed pass was one of my favorite moments I think I've ever experienced in broadcasting a game in my career because, and I said this in one other interview, but it's worth repeating here, and you guys have known Jason Witten, I know, for many, many years. Witt is a big physical dude right and he's he gets really into ball i mean really into it and throughout the game which is like you know slapping he's like hitting me and whatnot and i mean i'm telling you he it's painful to broadcast with him because you know at 6'6 250 and he drives down that left hand you know he he forgets that i'm not a defensive end like you're not you're not chipping me right and i'm not the safety that you're going to run over i'm not the guy in the eagles who tore off your helmet and you're going to plow right through right I'm just a nice little Italian kid from Schenectady, New York, trying to make a buck and broadcast a football game here, bro. But he's annihilating me, Bucky. And, 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 and he's hit me throughout that whole game. Like, can you believe what this guy's doing? And when he threw it left-handed, I'm like, this is my chance, right? And I drove a right hand so hard into him. When, when he made that play, like, can you believe what we just saw? I mean, I, I annihilated his arm, and it felt so good. And felt so, I'll never forget Patrick Mahomes for giving me that opportunity to just open up and wail on Jason Witten. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mahomes, for that. But it has been awesome. The other night, and I, I'm interested to, to get you guys um, your take here. The other night, when you're getting ready to broadcast something where you understand you're documenting history, where you understand there most likely is going to be a moment that everybody wants to remember, you're so conscious of making sure you stay out of the way of it. At least that was my thought all week going into that game in New Orleans of react naturally, say what you want to say, but then get the hell out of the way. Stay out of the way. And I am so proud of our crew, especially our, our, our audio people. I thought the Monday Night Football audio people deserve a lot of credit here coming out of Monday because the one thing everybody's talking about, if you watch the Today Show, you watch Good Morning America, it's been days now, last night. Listen, I'll give you a perfect example. Last night I'm down at the north end of Yale's campus at at my wife's tennis club, and I have a parade of a lot of people that you wouldn't assume are NFL fans who are coming through there and stopping and saying, when Drew Brees turned to his family and got down on his knees And we were able to hear what he said to those three boys who were sitting there and saying, you can do anything in life if you're willing to work for it. That matters. That matters a lot. And if we had smothered that broadcast and gotten in the way of that, that's not being captured. That's not being framed. And the spotlight isn't being put on that the way it deserves to. And I think years from now, we will look back at that moment and we will say, what's the summation of Drew Brees' career? And that's what they'll play back. You know, Tess, it's fascinating to watch you and the crew work. Uh, when I look at your work with Witten and Booger and Lisa Salters, the fact that you guys are just coming together for the first time, how challenging, how enlightening, how exciting has it been to have a, a new crew where you're kind of breaking in some newbies while also yeah. being on a major platform? 
Um, it's very exciting. And I acknowledge the fact that right now we're okay and that we're getting better every week and that a week from now we're going to be better than we were a week before. The fact is, and, and DJ, you mentioned it, and, and Buck, that we've had already this season really memorable moments, right? We've had the return of John Gruden. We had the Mahomes mania. We had the Fitz magic. You know, we, were, we rode the crest of Fitz magic. We, we've had now five straight weeks. We've had the Khalil Mack home opener mm-hmm. Chicago moment, right? We have been blessed that if you are going to start a new era of Monday Night Football, that you're coming out with five straight weeks of attention-grabbing, anticipation-driven Monday night football games that then over-deliver. Now, obviously, we're heading into a game here with a San Francisco team that's injured, a Green Bay team that's coming off a really bad loss, and this could be a little different. We understand that. But we feel very grateful and very blessed that we just had the five weeks we had. Listen, are we as talented right now and as put together and do we have the chemistry of what you're seeing, you know, on Sunday night NBC and what you're seeing with with Nance's crew on Sunday and what you're seeing, you know, with with Buck and those. Of course, we don't. Those guys are at the absolute top of their career. They're ultra talented and been together for years. But are we growing towards goals of getting where we want to be? And are we this? And this is the key word. And this is the one thing when we did the audition process to, to come up with with Booger and with Wit. Are we being authentic? You're damn right we are. We're being authentic. We are joyful, passion-based broadcasters who love the sport of ball to no end, to no end. We talk, text all day long, every day, inseparable since we put the team together since March, and that will never stop. And just by simply being authentic and by letting America see our pure passion for this great sport that matters so much, and I will defend football to the end. It matters so much. And we, that's how we want to come across. We think we'll get better every week. That's all I'll say. The one favor i got to ask you, you've got to go to Jay Rothman, your producer, Chip Dean, your mm-hmm. director, and ask them you know, how they've been able to survive throughout the years once they lost the most talented ENG producer they ever had <laughs> back in 2000 and in 2001. You gotta say, I don't know how these guys have been able to make it. Once they lost that key member of the team. amazing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> listen, very talented group, really talented. And um, yeah, I, I do think I, I want to stress this. What happened the other night in New Orleans is because of how talented the crew is, not how talented the broadcasters are. Capturing those images of Drew Brees and getting that sound, that is superb work by the crew. Great, great work. Right. You've got great guys there. That was Buck. That was my first job right out of college. Was Man. an ENG producer for Sunday night, and so every the, the night before the game, you used to always go out to dinner with Chip and Jay, who I'm sure Tess has got a million stories uh, yes. about those guys. But it's a fun group. It's a really fun group, and you can tell you guys are having a lot of fun uh, while you're doing the broadcast. You talk about all those moments that you've already had, Tess. When you look into the future. I mean, I don't know how everybody in the NFL is kind of keeping their eyes on one football game, and it's a game you guys oh, are going to yeah, get no. a chance to call down in Mexico with the Chiefs and the Rams. I mean, how do you keep yourself from not getting pumped up already about that one? Oh, we don't. Oh, no, we're, we're – I mean, DJ and Buck, I'm telling you right now, we're flat-out stupid on Sundays now watching the Chiefs and the Rams. I mean, you should see us in the <laughs> hotel conference room with the AK. It's how are the Rams doing, how are the Chiefs doing. I mean, we are, we are out of control with the Chiefs and the Rams. Um, is it going to stay the course of two undefeateds? I don't know, probably not. The way the NFL works, probably not. But as you sit there right now, are you saying to yourself, oh, you can see this one coming. You can, you can see this one coming now. It, it is as close to a pre-Super Bowl, I think, as we have seen in recent years in the league. You add in the fact that it's a Monday nighter. You add the extra layer that it's a Monday nighter at a neutral site. 
in Mexico City. And it is as much of a circle the date as we have seen. I think it's going to be a very special game. I think you look at the two offenses, and I know the two of you are on top of this all the time, and, and I've even read some stuff that you've, that you've put forth and listened to what you say. I think they're completely di- – as dynamic as the two offenses are, I think they're completely different. I think the Rams are a well-balanced offense that you can win any style of game, and I think the Chiefs are the ultimate you know, name-on-the-marquee sizzle reel. So I'm fascinated by the matchup. Here's what I want. Everybody stay healthy. That's all. That's all. Please stay healthy. When I saw when I saw Cooks the other day, I was like, no, no, no. Please, let's get up. Let's walk off the field. Let's get going there. Everybody just stay healthy. Stay healthy for November 19th. You know, it's funny, uh, Tess, you and Booger specifically, coming from college football where both of you guys have worked in that side, to see a team like the Chiefs and the Rams, both teams are using a bunch of collegiate-like concepts and then you hear tom brady talk about nfl football is beginning to look more and more like the college game so coming from your recent experience in college football to looking at games every monday night how close is the nfl becoming to the way that we've been seeing college football over the past decade well buck especially with what andy Reid is doing with all the pre-snap motion window dressing all the jet motion the reverse jet motion the bubble motion um, the bunch sets, the different personnel groups that you will stretch in any, you put big guys on the field, have them play small, small guys on the field, have them play big, lining up slot receiver punt returners in the backfield. L- listen, there was a stretch there, and prior to even when I was doing the Saturday Prime games with Todd Blackledge, I was doing a lot of ABC games with Matt Millen. So there was a stretch where Millen and I were going out to Oregon for six times a year when Chip had that thing rolling. And I would sit there and watch film with Matt Millen and, and all those guys. Mark Helfrich, who's now the offensive coordinator for Chicago Bears. So I feel like I got my graduate degree in the exotic <laughs> college football offense world. And then and then this year I come to the NFL where it's, you know, your typical cookie-cutter homogenous <laughs> offense. And then I stumble upon some of these offenses now I'm prepping every week and I'm studying up. I'm like, oh, this feels comfortable to me. This is what I'm used to, right? I'm used to a lot of tempo. I'm used to a lot of different personnel groups. I'm used to a lot of exotic offenses, pre-snap motion, window dressing, shifts, non-conforming offenses. I love broadcasting Kansas City. I love an offense that demands I'm on my toes. I'm watching substitutions. I can't expect the norm. And I think it's healthy for the NFL. Now, I know the NFL is structured in a way with the 53-man and then the seven inactives in a way where you need parts that match up, where because of the waiver wire, you have to have parts that are interchangeable and, and you can't have it all. But man, is it fun to watch when somebody's willing to be an outlier and you start to see this bleeding into more and more offenses. Kansas City's getting it going. Chicago's getting it going. Um, A willingness. I also like sort of the juice factor of the younger coaches. Or, you know, I say that. The younger coaches, Andy Reid's the guy who's adapted the most. But a guy like Sean McVay also. I have a lot of fun broadcasting as Sean McVay. So I think it's healthy for the game. I think it's the right time. I think a lot of the rules are set up where you can can do it. I think it's good for the sport. It's been good for ratings, hasn't it? Definitely, no yes. I want, I want to take a little bit of a turn here, Tess, because we're always – when we're doing the, going through the evaluation process, we're always trying – We particularly with quarterbacks, we're always trying to figure out what makes a good one, what's, what's the difference, what do they all have in common, the great ones. But I want to tap into your background a little bit on the boxing side of things. Sure, because man. Let's when go. You, when you, you've been around some of the best boxers and had a chance yeah. to watch those guys train, had a chance to visit with those guys. Is there anything that you can see, maybe a common trait that all the great boxers have shared that you've been able to pick up on in all your work in that sport? Well, yeah, I mean, all the, I, I make too many boxing analogies throughout my day as an NFL broadcaster. Um, and and it is, it's funny because NFL players are huge 
boxing fans. And sometimes I think they don't even realize why they are because there are so many similarities with the two sports. But I will say this while we're on the subject of exotic offenses. Patrick Mahomes reminds me a lot of a prime Roy Jones Jr. and Muhammad Ali. And I'm going to give you the key word to understanding that. Rule breaker. Muhammad Ali and Roy Jones Jr. didn't follow the rules of how you are to fundamentally do it. You know why? Because they didn't have to. They could get away (laughs) with defense with their hands down and their head back. They could get away with a lot of things. Much the way we're seeing now the most dynamic young breakthrough player in the NFL, right? You can get away with things when you're that athletic, when you're that skilled, when you have a rocket launcher for a right arm, right? You can pull straight back and the guy can't hit you and you can come back with a viper strike. You don't have to be so perfectly, fundamentally and technically sound. So what I see with guys like Patrick Mahomes, I do see a new wave of rule breakers coming into the league. But I also then look at what Jared Goff is doing. And I do see somebody who's fundamentally sound, who's a technician, but still willing to be aggressive. So, yes, there are a lot of parallels to be made. The, the sports do have that great overlap. Both sports ask things of their competitors that leave those of us who are only watching it to be in awe. That's what I want when I watch football and when I watch boxing. I'm going to be getting on a plane tomorrow and going to Omaha, Nebraska because Terrence Bud Crawford is fighting Benavidez for the welterweight championship of the world on ESPN on Saturday night. When I watch Bud Crawford and when I watch Benavidez, two guys who are undefeated who are going to brawl, what I'm seeing when I'm at that apron two feet away are two guys who are willing to do something that I at that moment would never be willing to do. Risk your life while needing to be an expert in your field. And when you watch an NFL game, and Buck, you played in the NFL game, and the velocity and the violence and what it takes to perform at a skillful level while still understanding that at any moment my career could come to an end on this very play, wow. And if I'll tell you anything, when people talk to me and they say, man, you've had a great career broadcasting the three sports you're most passionate about, football, boxing, and horse racing. It's not by accident by the, that those are the three sports. Because in all three sports, you're risking a lot to participate in them. Only in ho- Horse racing is the only sport in the world where an ambulance follows the competitors while they're taking part in the sport. An ambulance <laughs> is following you around. <laughs> the think about that. Just, just take a time out and think about that for a moment. You're going 40 miles an hour on a 1,200-pound beast, and an ambulance is following you around. You think it's dangerous, right? But you have to be greatly skilled to participate. I am somebody that believes that you live life fully. Never live in the gray. Only live in the red. Risk everything and own it. Take advantage. What's the point of living if you're not if it's not worth the risk? And that's what I love about pro football. I love it wholly. Man, it's funny because you talk about those three sports, boxing, um, football and then horse racing. So that means you've traveled all over the place. And so mm-hmm. as some scouts, we're some foodies. So we like to go oh, all over and we have to have some establishments. When you travel, particularly in college, where are some of the places that you just like to go? Buck, like, Buck, this you, is don't, a- you don't want this, Buck. You, how long's the podcast? <laughs> hey, Tess, Tess, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to give you a quiz. I want to give you a quiz because we've been to every, we've been to every college. You've probably been to darn near yeah, every man. college. So I'm going to just give you the town. You give me the name of the place. You ready? Go for it. All right. How about Lubbock? Have you been to Lubbock? 
No, I've done many of their road games. I've done their bowl games, but I've never been to Lubbock. So you you got one on me there. Okay, fi- fi- fifty yard lines of steakhouse. You you want to hit yeah. that up? All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go big city because I know you've been out to Los okay, Angeles for yeah, UCLA sure. USC. It's a home game for us. But what's your well, spot? No, Los Angeles. I got my place. Toscano's and Brentwood. You know oh. the, the restaurants to the left, the bars to the right. You go to the bar, you get the Tuscarita. The Tuscarita is my number one ranked cocktail in America. The Tuscarita <laughs> is their version of a margarita, except for the fact that it's made with a blood orange infusion, including the top one inch that is pure foam and that is dried in candy Sicilian blood orange on the top. You get that with a chunk of pecorino on their cheese menu to the side. You put down two of those. You walk into the restaurant side with their old school Navidad. Italiano, where they don't serve cocktails because when we have a nice Italian meal, we only drink red wine. So you get your cocktail in before you go over. <laughs> you, you get a great piece of veal, a nice bolognese, and, and that's a perfect night when you do USC or UCLA. But, you know, I got a lot of friends in L.A. now. That's my spot. That is my spot. Papone's isn't bad either. I like Papone's there. I go All there. Right. I get the braised asparagus and the cream sauce. I get the corner booth off to the side behind the bar. Nobody even comes there. It's wonderful. I go there with my man, Nick Khan. Oh, nice. How about how about let's go last one. Just I'll give you the the leeway here. Any place in the ACC, a- ACC, SEC. Well, just take me down on. south. You can't say ACC. Take me down my south. Son plays college football in the ACC. Well, my BC, son, I know. Not an ACC football team, so you can't. You go. By ACC, the way, John's I'm doing well. Boston, by the way, man. we're we're going to the Tessitore original home, where the Tessitores immigrated from Italy to South Boston. You're going there. We'll go. We'll go anywhere you want. But you want an ACC spot, and it's the ultimate recruiting spot. And I'll give you an NFL link here. Okay. Where was where was Mike Vrabel when he received the phone call that he was going to become the head coach of the Tennessee Titans? He was in the Ooh. north end of Boston having dinner with BC head coach Steve Adazio at Lemon Chevos. And you have not lived until you have walked into Lemon Chevos on a Saturday night with Coach Adazio. The whole place comes to a stop. The whole kitchen comes out to kiss the <laughs> ring, and the food starts running. But Tyler, as you know, is a, Tyler, as you know, Mike's son who's bigger yeah. than coach, if, if you, that's hard to believe, at 18 years old, he's bigger than Mike, is a freshman right tackle playing for Steve Adazio, who's produced a ton of NFL offensive yeah. linemen. And mark my words, this kid is right now on the two deep, two deep on a true freshman that had seven returning offensive linemen. There's going to be another Vrabel in the NFL in four years. Mark, mark my words. But <laughs> Lemon Shellos in Boston is the spot I would take you to dinner in the ACC. Love it. I love that, it. that is strong. Hey, Tess. By the way, thank you here. for drinking my favorite water while I'm on the podcast. I hate the shameless plug for my favorite water here. I once. No, it. yeah, little Pellegrino. That's all right. <laughs> we, uh, considering some of the reads we've had to do recently on the podcast, I'm I'm happy that, to promote some uh, some a water product there. I'm okay with that. Uh, hey, Tess, man. Well, Buck's got the so big much swish on the shirt. I mean, Buck isn't bashful when it comes to this. Oh, no, a little product placement. A little product placement never hurts anybody. <laughs> hey, never I just want to say this. First of all, DJ, you know I've followed you for years. And, Bucky, you guys do such a great job. And I know a lot of times in your platform it's an endemic audience. But let me tell you something. You guys penetrate. You hit. You deliver exactly what your viewers and readers want. And you're an invaluable resource to me. And I'm so thrilled to even be on with you. You guys do such a great job. Hey, thanks so much, Tess. It means a lot. That's very kind, Tess. I, hey, I appreciate your friendship. I'll never forget the moment we shared in the bowels of the stadium, Husky Stadium there uh, with yes, exactly. uh, Stanford Steve back in the day. Oh, my uh, God. Hey, He's thank you so now. much for your time. Oh, he is very scary. All right. Uh, thanks for your time, buddy. Have a great rest of the season. We'll be watching. Be well, guys. Hey, Buck, how cool was that? I mean, Joe Testor is – He's, I've always been a big fan of his, what he's done in the college game. He's transitioned smoothly to Monday night. He does provide a big feel 
uh, in every atmosphere, no matter what sport he's calling. He just makes it bigger, and you get a chance to visit with him, and I hope people at home got a chance to see uh, what we saw. It's just somebody that's just a great dude on top of everything else. Great dude, one of the best in the business at what he does. He brings a level of energy and excitement to the game whenever he's on a broadcast. I love watching him. I like what they're doing with the Monday Night Football crew. It was great to pick his brain and get some of his insights on all things football and even a boxing and some horse racing. Yeah, sneak that one in there. All right, let's, uh, let's jump over to college football, and uh, we're not going to be picking – John Tessator's uh, Boston College game, although we, we are uh, happy for Joe. His son's doing a nice job kicking for the Eagles. But we are going to jump into our two-pointer, which is Georgia at LSU. Not a night game. It's that afternoon CBS game. But uh, who do you like here, Buck? You know, it's tough because I'm sitting here looking at the list. LSU came off a dud performance, but can they can they bounce back after that? They're playing at home. You know what? I'm, I'm going to switch my pick. Whoa! I'm going to switch my pick. At some point, the Georgia Bulldogs have to go down. Let's just say this is the week that LSU snatches them down. How about that? Well, that's, that is the lone wolf because the rest of us, Kent, Sully, myself, all going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs. I've tried to pick against Georgia a couple times this year, Buck. It has not ended well. Uh, maybe you'll have better luck than I did uh, going against the Bulldogs. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's go. get to the next one. Big one in the Pac-12. Hopefully the, uh, none of the uh, calls of targeting will be fixed. Uh, Washington at Oregon. Uh, what are you thinking there? I'm going to go at UW, but there's something that tells me that Oregon's going to play this one really, really tough. I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going to go at Washington. I think the Huskies somehow find a way to get a tough one on the road. I think this could be a high-scoring affair here. I'll go with Washington in a shootout. Don't feel great about it. Sully uh, going Washington. Kent, there he is. This is why Kent is, is winning this whole thing. He lone wolfs it and goes with Oregon. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan. I was hoping to make it to this game. I'll be out in the area for the, uh, for the Browns-Chargers game, but unfortunately not going to be able to get there. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan at home in this one, Buck. They are their team nobody's talking about since that Notre Dame loss, which now you know, doesn't look like you know what, such you know a bad what, loss. You know why no one's talking about them? Because they haven't done anything. That's why. Oh, there you go. No one's, no one's, no one's talking about them. So you, you, you can go, go whiskey? With, you can go Michigan. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin hits them in the face. Um, Buck, you, you watched uh, – you watched the Wisconsin BYU game earlier this year, right? Did you? Yeah, I did. You Just like a, I watched Michigan play Notre Dame. I also watched them play Northwestern. I feel yeah, good I think that about Notre Dame teams a little bit better. Yeah, I feel We're good. talking about religious schools. Yeah. I think the Notre Dame squad a little better in BYU this year. I know, but I, I saw Mich- Michigan have to take pull out all the stops to beat a pesky Northwestern team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with Bucky uh, Badger. So you, you're going to go with Kent with whiskey, and me and Sully are going with Michigan. Michigan State at Penn State. This was the one I was kind of thinking about my upset special because Michigan State uh, just doesn't really pass the eye test right now, but D'Antonio always has one in him, and uh, this might be the one, but I don't have the guts to do it. I'm going Penn State. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with Penn State in this one as well. Looks like the boys are also going Penn State, so Penn State across the board. Colorado at USC, 5-0 and Colorado. Led by Steven Montez, who's uh, one of the more interesting quarterback prospects in the country. He's been playing lights out, and they've got a young wide receiver, Buck, that is a grown man as they head to the Coliseum to take on the Trojans. Yeah, the Trojans just have been a big disappointment, and I don't see it getting any better for them. I'm going to go with Colorado in this. I'm going to take the the names and the helmets and all the logos off, and I just think Colorado is a much better team than SC. It's hard to argue against that. One thing, Colorado, I don't think Colorado's ever beat USC. Uh, so they have that going against them. And USC's coming off of a bye week. So they're rested and fresh. I'm going to go with USC in that one. Sully goes Colorado. Kent goes USC. So good mixture there. UCF, Memphis. I mean, did we ever go against Mackenzie Milton? I don't think I've ever picked against Mackenzie Milton on this. No, on this no I'm not going to start right now. I think he gets it done. 
Yeah, they're five and zero right now, number ten in the country. UCF. Remember when we talked to him? Uh, I had a chance to talk to him at the Elite Eleven Buck, and I said, "Man, you lose all these weapons." He's like, "Oh, hold up now. Wait till you see what we got coming back." <laughs> he was very confident about the skill talent they still had there, and apparently, uh, he was onto something. I wonder if Baylor Scott, at Texas. What I wanna, do you think? I wanna, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm gonna go with Texas, but this is gonna be a tough one. This is a letdown, letdown week for them. Baylor could snatch them up, but I'm gonna go with Texas. I think Texas went by a field goal. Yeah, I think we all took Texas here, but I, I do like Matt Rule and what he's doing there. I saw something on him and have a chance to, to visit with him over the summer. Buck, one thing that they've done is they are obsessed with, like, track times when they go recruit kids. Let, let everybody else go chase the five-star kids, the four-star kids. They're, they're like, oh, let me hit that piece of paper. Oh, he ran a 10-4? Okay, yeah. Try we'll to build a faster him. team. You want to build a yep. faster team. Like, you want to you want to put as many athletes as you can on the field because speed can overcome – so many of your deficiencies. If everyone's fast hitting in the right direction, it's hard to kind of beat a defense like that. Yep, and you, you're confident in your ability to develop those guys. Uh, that'll work out for you. West Virginia at Iowa State. Kent is, looks like he's a lone wolf in this thing going Iowa State because surely you're not going Iowa State, are you? Absolutely not. I'm going West Virginia. Will Greer, I'm a believer. Yeah, West Virginia as well. So Kent, Kent's going uh, solo mission there. Sully's on West Virginia. Uh, Miami at Virginia. I mean, this is pretty obvious, right? Here, what, what do you think, Buck? Oh, I'm pretty going with the U. Game. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the U. I don't think Virginia has enough firepower to give it to them. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying there. Sully's going the U. Kent's going the U. I'm going. Oh, oh, what was that? One more time. Can I hear that? What? One more time, please. Oh my gosh! Give me the Cavaliers. Man, just giving upset away. special, Buck. Every now and then, you're gonna have one. This hey, man, is it, I Virginia. I, I don't mind you giving away games. Just giving away games. Virginia will beat Miami. Don't tell Reggie Wayne. It's gonna happen. Uh, all right, let's get to the last one here. Texas Tech, TCU, sneaky good game. What do you think? Oh, I'm going with Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsburg, the guys that throw it all over the run. I get it. I get it. Ooh, I think the rest of us are going TCU, so you might have a lone wolf there on, uh, on the Red wolf Raiders. Red Raiders. Kingsbury, do it. I need it. They didn't They didn't want to give you the lone wolf. Wait for the, there it is. There it is. There's, there's I was done way. hearing this, the sad lone wolf. That <laughs> uh, was that uh, was but sad. There, Sully. It's such a he's such a sad lone wolf. That's that's why it's that's why that's why we use it. Yeah, no, this that'll is, be uh, fun. That that game's weekend. tonight, by the way. By the way, just feel free. Group text message of uh, you were right after UVA beats Miami. That's all I'm asking for. I don't need any money. I don't need any lunches. Nothing like that. <laughs> just a simple, just a simple. You were right. That's all. How about uh, a nice so, pat on the back? Yeah, there, that'll work. I'll take that okay. as well. Good. All right, I think that's it for us today. Buck, what are you working on? What's coming in the notebook this week? Uh, I'm going to talk about the Vikings and their decision to add Kirk Cousins to an offense that is super explosive in the passing game. And then we're going to talk about Josh Norman, what you can learn from the mistake of going too heavy in free agency. Well, there you go. All right, so Bucky's Notebook, NFL.com slash Bucky Brooks. You can find his fine notebook each and every week. Joe Testor is a huge fan. He's uh, consuming everything that Bucky pumps out there, so it tells you – uh, you're going to get good stuff there. Trust me. Be sure to check out Bucky's work. Uh, and that'll do it for us today. Thank you guys uh, so much for listening, subscribing, telling a friend, leaving us a review at Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate that. Uh, we will be back next week to recap all the NFL and college football action. We've got you covered right here. Also, check out our videos, NFL.com slash MTS video, as well as YouTube.com slash NFL. Uh, we've got you covered there as well. Hope you guys have a great football weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.